0: Welcome to the Inner Gateway. I am your host, Misha Frankel, mature aged but pretty young inside. The focus of these podcasts will be on conscious awareness and all the elements that make up our personality and who we think we are. Join me today as I chat to Giselle Gambi, who is also on the same path of discovering that which is hidden. And through her coaching business and podcasts, shares her view of the power of intuition And following your heart. Giselle, I've been waiting a long time to have a chat to you. So, welcome to my podcast, The Inner Gateway. You're, how could I put this? Because you are on the top of my list. The intuitive pull is something that pulls me in, the stories you tell how intuitive it is you follow what your intuition tells you to do this is something i find brilliant because the whole concept of my podcast is to remove those blinkers and to see what lies underneath and i find you portray that so beautifully so please tell us a little bit about yourself how you came into this coaching business into the um podcasting where your love come from
1: where is it going Oh wow what a question First of all thank you for me welcoming, welcoming me into your podcast and even inviting me into your podcast thank you so much
0: My pleasure I've been looking
1: forward I know that this has been a long time in the making but I've been looking forward to being with you as well because I love being with you oh, when we were together the last the last time and I've loved hearing you on your podcast so thank you My pleasure Gosh uh, well, where it, all, where it all was birthed from, I guess, being awake, being awake.
0: <laughs>
1: ah. Yeah, where it was birthed from was, as, as often it is for people, often there's some kind of tragedy or crisis or chaos going on. And uh, in 1999, I was married to another man mm-hmm. and I had a baby who died when he was 11 days old. And then the end, that marriage ended. It was not a nice marriage at all. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend, I have a friend, I should say, a beautiful man called David Walker, who was doing all this personal development work. And he said to me, you've got to do this program that I've been doing. You've got to do it. And I'm a tourist and I don't like people telling me what to do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so to talk- oh, It took me a few years to finally say yes yeah and I and it was one of those moments where I was at the right place at the right time that yep and so I said yes and I started this program this was in 2002 Mm -hmm. and I learned then that I create my reality I didn't know that then I didn't know that I knew I had some inklings because I started to study when uh, Joshua my baby, baby was in my belly and 18 weeks I knew that he was sick and the decision was do we terminate or do we continue and we decided to continue I did start opening up I remember reading the power of the subconscious mind and I did start to realize that I could um, uh,
0: what's the word I'm looking for I could you could actually I, overcome you could yeah. overcome that is but I have to interrupt you for a moment Yes. Of course. The part of the subconscious mind mm. was the same book that got me going. <laughs> <laughs> that is oh, so funny. Wow. You and I, yeah. you and I.
1: Absolutely. Wow. Wow.
0: So, 2002, yes. you attended this program and something yes. within you woke up.
1: Something in me woke up. First of all, I realized that I had a whole lot of unworthiness and unlovability going on inside of me that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. and that is creative that just creates not what we want right and nope. so that was that was liberating to be able to take 100 personal responsibility and get out of victim mode because I had a very good victim story that I was free like I felt I felt free and on that program so here we go around intuition um mm-hmm. intuition was very it was it was it was a a vehicle that was used in this program Mm -hmm. and trained, trained to use, you know, going to guided visualizations, seeing symbols, metaphors, making them mean something. Mm So intuition was definitely, I think I've always been intuitive, but that was like a conscious growing of my intuition. And on that program, one of the ways that we accessed intuition was we would go into Automatic writing,
0: uh-huh.
1: right? So we'd go into meditation, and then, you know, we'd start with whatever—just rubbish. You know, I don't know what to write.
0: La la. Oh, anyway, I know that's how it goes. You one just of those your, ones. You just put your pin down, <laughs> and you let the words just flow. Absolutely. Right. Yes. And
1: so where the words flowed was that I connected in with my baby, and it was it was Joshua that was speaking to me. Oh, magic. And I still have the book actually because uh, i read a piece when i remarried because mm-hmm. uh, it, it was full of full of information for me uh about you know uh, don't worry my love he will find you you know this then and he did he found me uh but the piece that was a real catalyst for going down a different road mm-hmm. was he said to me you're here to ignite people's spirits and hearts that's what you did for me and 11 days was all I needed and now I do the same to you and those wow. words I was just like you know crying and you know that those words just said so much to me at an emotional level not at a practical level I had no mm-hmm. idea what they what they meant but I felt compelled by these words Talk about the intuitive pull and I knew I had to leave my I was really happy by the way HR job really happy I never thought I'd do anything different I knew I had to leave because if I didn't leave, those words would just dissolve. They would go away. Yes. So I manifested a redundancy
0: mm-hmm.
1: when my boss came to me and said, we need to make somebody in your team redundant. And I said,
0: pick me. <laughs> you see, when intuition flows and when it's the right thing, it just happens. That's right. I found that in life. We, when we give, when we are free, to give and to receive we receive what we need you yeah. received what you needed yes you needed to be made redundant so that you could actually
1: yes make a new
0: career that's right that's right i just love this and
1: so that's what happened i spent six I, I left and uh i spent six months meditating every day on those words what what does it mean what does it mean what does it mean and then the first version was well i felt so free i felt so free and from taking uh, 100% personal responsibility and and from following that intuition mm-hmm. that I wanted to bring in, bring this into the environment that I'd been in, in HR at that time anyway. Mm-hmm. I, all that I really dealt with most of the time was conflict. <laughs> right? And so I thought, wow, can you imagine bringing this paradigm into that world that would change everything so that's where the ball that's where it first started and then the ball kept rolling and I I don't do that now I don't go into into businesses anymore uh, because actually what was beautiful was the people I, I pitched to a company and I did six months with them and the first four days with them we were away at the Hunter Valley it's you know so deeply personal the work that they said could you please put on a program for our partners, our life, you know, our husbands and wives. So I did We I did that. And then the ball kept rolling down that, that. That was the more effortless road.
0: That is the stone that gathers moss. For you, it oh, was gathering nice. moss on the way. I just yes. love that metaphor because yes. things just float. And when we allow that stone to gather the moss along the way, everything happens because in your... Um, Life journey, you received the biggest nudge anybody could receive from yeah. within yourself. And um putting this two ways, mm. I was in the same boat. I received the biggest nudge from myself with from within. And I've always found when we listen to that inner nudge, when we listen to that voice from within, yes, we are following our intuition. And mm. we are following that pathway that we need to follow. Mm. So, from your point of view, you had this beautiful flowering of intuition of a new direction to follow. So, instead of going into businesses, you are now running. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm. Running your own business.
1: I was running the. I was running my own business. Going into businesses, they would became my my customer, if you like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But going in and doing the whole pitching and never been my thing. <laughs> I didn't quite learn the lessons lesson though, because I then, um, so that was 2004. I then, uh, oh, do I need to say this? Just thinking about the question if it relates. Um, Whatever flows. Yeah. Flow. So, so it's not all shiny roses, is what I'm trying yeah. to say, right? It's not always shy, all shiny roses and butterflies. So, 2004 to about 2011 was really, it was a deepening, right, into mm-hmm. what I, what my my knowing, and also I'd never been a coach before. So, it was a deepening into into that. So, it was a solid, solid, solidifying, and then 2011. I had my second or my third, actually, baby, I should say. So I've got Joel, who's 16, and I've got Ruby Rose, who's now almost 11. So 2011, she was born, and I lost my confidence. Um, Yeah, I just lost my confidence around, especially around what we call the
0: sales process. (laughs) Well, let's be honest. How many people are naturally born salespeople? Right. They're not. Right, right. Because so often... I hate to use this word, but they come merchants. Yes. There are some which definitely are trying to get you to do something that you really don't want to do. Yes. And um, I I just sort of find your your process of following your intuition of being who you are, Giselle, more important than anything else.
1: Yes. And I had to forget that who I am is enough. I had to Mm -hmm. forget that for a moment. And I then made some silly decisions, not silly in the long run, because it, it was all perfect in the long run, but at the time it was really hard. Uh-huh. I partnered with other coaches who I believed I needed to be like. So, in other words, I believe I, I felt that I wasn't enough, right? You enough. There's never going to be a happy ending in that, in that story. So I spent two years partnering with different coaches and then going, trying to get back into the corporate world. And doing the pitching and marketers telling me that how I presented myself was unacceptable and I would never be understood or never, never be heard. So I needed to change my languaging. Right. So what am I telling myself? I'm not okay. Just as I am. And two years of that ended up creating a huge amount of anxiety in my body. Not huge amount. Of, yeah. Right. Cause I'm not loving myself. No. Which again was the catalyst when the anxiety became unbearable, it was the catalyst for me to say, I can't do this anymore. And I was vacuum cleaning one morning. <laughs> Things happen when we vacuum clean and we're in the shower.
0: And uh, for me, it's in the shower. But look, before yes. you go on, I have a question here, which yes. I think will flow into what you do. Yes, yes. Have you found that the feminine intuitive power mm. is given enough recognition? especially in the workforce?
1: No. Do you know, I, I used to, uh, so after I was training manager, I was HR director for a couple of hotels.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And one of the courses that I uh, had to deliver, so it was a, it was a, a course written by the company. Was mo- and it, So this was teaching people how to interview and the course was called More Than a Gut Feeling.
0: Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> so,
1: so yes. in answer to your
0: question, no. <laughs> I love that more than a gut feeling. Yes. Oh
1: my god! Go and learn how to interview people. Don't use your intuition. Don't tr- don't trust your gut. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Because what what they tend to want is plans that are there on the table. But yes don't want to look beyond the mind look deeper into something if it's there looking them in the face they can grasp it they can see feel and touch but when somebody comes in and is giving a deeper concept is giving an intuitive in a completely different direction often people in business feel threatened Mm -hmm. i don't know if you found that at all that Mm. there's this lack of understanding of spatial expression Yes. Oh my God.
1: Oh, I love that spatial expression. I love that.
0: Oh, sorry, that just came out.
1: I love that. <laughs> Don't be sorry for that. <laughs> I'm writing that one down. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's. I, I think it's different now. It's been a while since I've worked in that environment. Okay, um, what, almost ten years, or just over ten years ago now. I think what I'm noticing now is that. Is a so when I first started coaching in two thousand and four, uh-huh. to even present the idea that there's divine perfection in someone's life, especially in their chaos or crisis or tragedy or suffering pain, it was hard for them to to uh, to receive. And uh-huh. and now I'm finding the amount of time that it takes for someone to receive that is much shorter. than the time that it took back then.
0: I think everything has changed in the last, even the last 10 years. Yeah. At one stage, the minute you mentioned, oh, a macrocosm or a divine, even those words would send people. That's weird. That's sort of not within their mindset. Yes. But it's definitely changed. There's more openness. That's the way I see it.
1: I remember when I was pregnant in 1999, I did a um, a course with the Australian Institute of Management, oh, yes. and it was called. I'm trying to remember. Uh, it was called Superworking, and basically, what it was, it was teaching us how to meditate. And the teacher openly said, "I can't." Once we were there, and you know, and we were all loving it, she said, "I can't actually call this meditation, but it is meditation." She had to give it another name, right? Superworking. Because that was the only way that it would be received. If she called it meditation, nobody would have gone into that classroom. Isn't it? Strange? But I think it's
0: changing now. I think it's changing now. So many people now have saying, "Oh, I meditate every day." Yeah, even if it's just ten minutes, it's yeah. the concept of sitting and going into that inner space of yes. being true to yourself, being one with yourself. Yes, I, I think I'd be lost without it.
1: Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm the same as same as you. I'm the same as you. I had a had a man who was actually my former soccer coach. Oh yeah. Message message me a little over a year ago, and he said to me, "Do you know anybody who can help me with meditation for business performance?" I, said, I, I, I think that's me. Anyway, we've just finished doing a year together, but I there's there's an example of it is changing because before that would would you would we have ever heard those words meditation and business performance put together never never
0: yeah so it's, i think it's changing i think it's changing yeah i think it is a few years ago actually i was uh, invited to give a course um it was just to um, a business on meditation on and on sound Oh wow! So I never forget going into this boardroom with giant big table and people around it, and and they didn't have any. I had some USB, or oh, no, they didn't. So I said, "Well, have you got a board that I could write on?" So eventually yep. they brought in flip paper,
1: yeah, with, with
0: a pen. So I started writing, and I I had to completely throw out what I prepared and be in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think you can understand when you are in the moment, everything flows. Yes. And I said, okay, we're starting from sound in order to go into silence. And I got them to try and make sound, just working with the vowels. Oh, they sat there and there was these little whispers. <laughs> he was prepared to actually come out and make a sound. Yes. So, I eventually did a visualization and got them to this, to this quiet space. But it was really interesting for me to see how um, closed book some people are. Mm-hmm. As you say, this lady had to give another word to meditation. I yes. mean, after all, what is it? Yeah, But bringing the, the higher frequency energy into our dense body and mm-hmm. allowing the intuitive, allowing that openness call it the divine energy, call it universal energy, call it whatever you want. It's just a raising of consciousness so that we can be more constructive in life and we can give from a from a different space. Yes. Sorry, I've got off track here.
1: <laughs> That's, I, it's probably who knows who's listening to this, you know? Who knows who's listening
0: to this? That, that needed to be said. That needed to be said. Look... Yeah can i just come back to men in yes. the workplace yes because um, men in the workplace normally are very rigid in mm-hmm. their viewpoint have you found this has changed <laughs> are you able to make a dent in this facade which were uh, is- <laughs> so
1: funny with the question that you asked me it's just, oh, i've got so i've got a story to to tell you to share Oh, beautiful. I'm listening. Um, audio. My God. It's yeah. That question was like, as if it was made for me. Mm-hmm. So three years ago, I was being supported by a beautiful man called Michael Muir who makes a lot of sound He, mm. he, he channels sound, different sound vibrations. And I'd been supported by him for like six years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it works for me because it allows me to log off the rational mind and Definitely totally unique. be connected, right? Totally be connected. Anyway, he channeled my father, who had passed, um, who he had had passed a few years ago, and he, and he would, my father was saying what a privilege, privilege it was to be such an incredible financial provider for my family. You know, he came from overseas. He had one of those stories. You know, had nothing, mm-hmm. blah 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 blah, which really hard right to the end and really left my mom in a good financial position, you know, especially compared to other women her age. And he was saying it was a real privilege and was telling me uh, that he was acknowledging that that's who I am in, in, in our family, in my family. And he said, please don't, please make sure it's not a lonely experience. And, And that did something to me because I don't feel it's a lonely experience because of the, you know, I, I, Yes, I have you know the, the community that I'm in and my I have coaching and I, but what it did do was it it connected me to the pain that those types of men feel, you know the the responsibility on their shoulders. It can be alone that can be a lonely experience, and then to the pain of well, what happens when, when they're not making the money and they're not performing and they're basing their value on on that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I felt like this mission had had opened. For me to do something about that, and then I started researching, and I realised that seventy five percent of suicides in Australia are male, and so everything was pointing me into this direction. This was three years ago, and then I had to front up, and with, with with something that I'd done with myself, which was, I had made up a belief for all of my life up until. Then that these types of men would think that I'm absolutely nothing because I'm so different to them. They would think that I have absolutely no value. They would give me no time of day, right? Mm-hmm. And and then I, you know, was honest with myself and I said I've been scared of these men all of my life, and in fact I've held them at bay. They were
0: how, am I, to you? No, how no, am I supposed I... to
1: help? How am I supposed to help them if I'm like terrified of them, right? No. How am I supposed to help? Them? that's ridiculous. <laughs> then that sent me right what did you say the stone that gathers moss the the stone started to gather gather moss and um, and I had this epiphany which was well everything that I am you know being a massive feeler and intuitive Mm -hmm. and is everything that they've not allowed themselves to be Uh and I thought oh we're actually a a perfect match and so Mm -hmm. I was free in that moment I was free and of course because I was free that man turned up of course right that
0: absolutely because you opened the door the minute there's freedom you opened the door and invited him in magic i love the story
1: (laughs) and it's been beautiful such a beautiful experience beautiful (sighs) compassion but they're opening aren't they they're opening it's they're definitely opening
0: it's there and um it's up to some people who are intuitive, who, are, who have that inner knowing to open their eyes, to make them see that everything doesn't have to be black and white, that there is room for this deeper understanding and to recognize that one can have a relationship in a business. A relationship doesn't have to be a husband and wife or partners or two people relationship can be within business so that there's a deeper understanding and I think Mm -hmm. this is going to go a long way in bringing people together Mm -hmm. I don't know how you 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 sort of feel about that because that encompasses power Mm -hmm. and often they have to they might feel that they're giving away their power Mm -hmm. by bringing on board somebody who knows maybe a little more about the topic Or sees it in a slightly different light.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know if I'm getting this right. It's a long time since I've been in business.
1: I, I feel like that those types of men who do open, they're they're catalysts. They're catalysts, you know, right for a different way of being and doing in life. I think. This like they have massive, the, the potential to make, make a m- massive difference. Yes.
0: Yes. Massive difference. Yeah. And this and then it.
1: also onto their children and to their sons.
0: Of course. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I think uh, that could only really come under the new education.
1: Yeah.
0: It's an yeah, amazing.
1: Thing. Imagine, imagine that, imagine intuition having, you know, being a, held space for and and being uh, valued in the education system wow yeah that would be a new world <laughs>
0: oh, that would be a really new world mm. what you're talking about here are the plans that are not made by the mind the yes. plans that are made in another way yes <laughs> and when we when we allow ourselves to go beyond the mind then and only then is there a a deeper recognition of that inbuilt um i I want to use the word consciousness but it's beyond consciousness
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah okay (laughs) i love these conversations where they go uh i'm going to introduce another word here yes reincarnation okay okay
1: uh i i kind of float around this not in a resistant way in mm-hmm. a way that um in a way that it arrives when when it's appropriate for for it, for it to arrive the idea of and the and the and playing with the idea of reinc- reincarnation so i'm certainly not i haven't done I hu- i haven't done a lot of work in this area
0: no nope. uh, The reason.
1: But I I know, but I know that we carry things with us from the past. And our job this lifetime is to bring those things back to love. Mm -hmm. So that we don't have to carry them in the in the future. And I had a really beautiful experience with a client called Susie DeJong, who has just released her book called The Untangling.
0: I saw
1: that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I learned something. I learned something from her because she untangled her relationship with her mother who had passed mm-hmm. and came, and these are not my words, these are her words, and came to nothing left but love for her mother. Yes. And when she said that to me, I not only did I know that Susie's daughter wouldn't have to carry that on, that dynamic that she had within her on through her life but this is what i hadn't seen before this was mm-hmm. a new this was a new one for me i thought wow her mother won't have to when she reincarnates the next time she won't have to come back and carry that on because it's been released through susie nothing yes. left but love yes I was like wow i've never seen that that is
0: cool, is <laughs> isn't it magic when you actually experience or see somebody have an experience like that mm. because um, the word reincarnation often in many families or many people um, engender you know the crossed arm mm-hmm. where I really don't want to go into that subject because it brings on no 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 no. there's mm. life just death and that's the end of it mm. and I think once we have some form of I'm going to use the word intuitive again in your case it was with your your son mm-hmm. so that would have given you an indication of continuity mm-hmm. because he came in at the right time you opened the door for everything and yes. now you're flowing forward so from this point on where are you now where do you think you're going oh You've put aside self-doubt. You've put aside unworthiness. You've recognized your worth.
1: I was just talking about this uh, to the person that I was speaking to before us. And I was saying that with a coach that I've had for the past four years, beautiful man called Daniel Batten in New Zealand. You know, when we first start, when we first wake up, as I said before, often the catalyst is, the hard stuff. Right. And so we have fear and love and we the playground is fear. And I, and I feel like the playground is love now. That's where I am now. That's where I am now. Not to say that I don't have thoughts and feelings and, you know, not, not at all, of course, no, I've got, no. I'm, 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 I'm still a human being. Um, and I would say that, you know, that is, that is definitely the playground and, I was telling the man that I was speaking to before that. Before this was the playground, tension would, it was the catalyst for for me to create from tension.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In the last four years working with Daniel, and you know he's he's been following a guru, guru Sri Sri Ravi Shankar for many many years, been a de- devotee of him for many years. And I, I always say to him, I feel like I've gone to the ashram. I I feel mm-hmm. like I've got but I haven't had to sit on the cold, hard floor with my legs crossed because <laughs> <laughs> I've received it through him, yes, right, And so now it's not tension tension isn't is not required for me to create it's um peace actually peace is and we think that peace is like some people think anyway that peace is kind of like you know sitting on a rock and <laughs> not doing very much. it's very productive, it can be very productive, but with with not you know without the stress of course um you know? So, so I feel like that's, that's where I am now in terms of where I'm going. Hey, I'm still following this intuitive pool. I'm loving the creating this podcast, like more than I ever thought that I would love it. Um, I received on retreat with my coach a few weeks ago, uh, words that came out of my mouth were, I just want to help more people. I just want to help more people, which took me on a bit of a rabbit hole to realising actually I already am doing that because I help the people who help the people.
0: <laughs> now, darling, you are talking because <laughs> when you realise the, um, oh, uh, I'm seeing the ripples in the lake. You yes. throw a stone in and the ripples go wider and wider. Yes. And when you recognise that and you flow with that, yes, then you're saying, which I will repeat to you now: your cup runneth over; it yes. is always full. Yes. And um, that is beautiful because that's an inner realization that now you know. Yes, words. I do.
1: And I had to, you know, for a weekend, I had to go in my head. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, in our world, there's a lot of there's a lot of noise on on social media. And a lot of in inverted commas and success stories, and we see a lot of different models of how that happens. And even the way that you and I met, we were part of a model that That's has right. a lot of people in that in that program, a lot of people. And so I, I thought helping people meant that I needed to do that. Until I realised actually how I do it, which is I work with a you know small number of people in a very intimate. Present high presence way that's what I love I had to I had to remember that this this here is my way right and love I help it. the people I help more people so we're we're, we're on track <laughs> definitely
0: on track <laughs> absolutely so karma yeah. yes. happens
1: karma yes. happens
0: we overcome grief we overcome doubt we overcome all those things and then we move forward and yeah. and, and you got your wake-up call and it moved from there yep yep your stone is gathering moss as it rolls along
1: <laughs> oh, that the best expression that I love that expression
0: <laughs> well I have to take it out I was doing a solo episode and that was part of it so I've got to think of something else ah, now.
1: <laughs> almost feels like the name of a book
0: <laughs> ah now you're talking <laughs> now you're talking oh gosh maybe that's in your next one <laughs> that, that'll be the next one the next book This one is still in its um, developing. It's out there. We'll see how it goes. So um, is there anything else you feel compelled at the moment that you'd like to share with people?
1: I think the only thing that uh, is undone for me was I just want to finish the, uh, and please don't say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't didn't, um, take you back there, the vacuuming vacuum cleaning story. And I, and I, I'm not. I don't want to share it so that it's for me. I want to share it because I feel like it wants to be heard.
0: Beautiful. Carry so on, journey. When mm. I was
1: vacuum cleaning, so this was this was just after you know full full of anxiety, anxiety. because i told mm. that I had to do things differently and change the way I am. So I'm vacuum cleaning, and then I and I have this moment, and it's like you've always been intuitive in coaching. I mean, that's how I actually have not, I don't have a coaching qualification. I've not been to coaching school. My life has been my university. That's right. And so I don't have ways to, I just coach from presence and intuition. That's how how it happens. And so I thought, well, if that's what you do when you're coaching, why don't you do that in sales process? Maybe that's all that you have to be—just be intuitive in the sales process. Mm-hmm. Chuck, chuck out those—you know—you got to follow these seven steps, and you know, whatever it is. And and maybe not everybody is going to like that, but they're not for you. And the people that will be for you will really value that. You know, you and life changed from that moment. So you know, intuition doesn't just belong in one job description. Doesn't have just one job description. <laughs>
0: no <laughs> it never does it never <laughs> does it's it, it's it's part of the whole yes and, whoops the vacuum cleaning the shower all these are areas for us to go into our inner space yes and to allow that which is often hiding mm-hmm. i always say it's I've always said, let's remove those blinkers and see what's behind. See what's still the potential to come out. So not for me to tell you what your potential is. I think your potential is just flying with you and you are following it. And this is beautiful to see when somebody is actually um, walking the middle path That's how I look upon it.
1: When Mm -hmm. you walk
0: the middle path, you have your opposites on either side and Mm -mm. you've accepted the positive, the negative, the passive, whatever it is. And you've made your choice Mm -hmm. without judgment. And um, this for me is the way forward. Mm. So your way forward, could you please share with everybody where they can find you?
1: Oh, okay. Thank you. Well, you can find me at my website. So www.gisellegamby.com.au. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Facebook. Please friend me. I've, I'm so grateful to Facebook. So grateful. I, I joined Facebook when it first started and I had a page called dare to be remarkable. Cause that was the name of my business back then. And I used to write just because I love to share. And, and I, that was just amazing. And then in um, 2013 after that epiphany i actually wrote a piece of writing and put it on facebook and then people started coming that way so i'm oh, very wow. grateful very grateful to facebook yes so you can find me there and uh and yeah follow the intuitive pool yes. on apple podcasts and spotify
0: thank you That is my pleasure. Giselle, all I can say is thank you ever so much for this chat.
1: Uh, Misha, thank you for inviting me. Just a joy to be with you. Such a joy. And I wish that, you know, I wish that when I was going through what I was going through, I wish that I'd found you.
0: Oh. Yes. What a beautiful thing to say.
1: Yeah, I wish wish that I'd found, like, what an incredible support person you are to people. I think that's,
0: you said your wake-up call. Mm. I got mine when I I read that book the power of the Mm. subconscious mind in 1987 so that goes a long way and a lot has happened to me since then yes I've also like yourself got to the point of recognizing we are who we are Mm. if we continue to apologize for who we are Mm. and diminish who we are we are nothing
1: Mm.
0: And it's recognizing that worth, recognizing that each and every single one of us has something to give and allowing that um, the creativity, the, the inner vision to be seen, to be heard, I think is magic for everybody. Mm. Mm. So um, you are now talking to somebody who started off as a very, very inhibited, uh, misaverage. average and I've learned how to peel away some of those layers. And my joy is to give. My joy is still to serve. Mm, so beautiful. So thank you for your words and for this incredible discussion, which could continue for the next hour. But still, <laughs> how it is, I really appreciate that. Thank Thanks you. very much, Gazelle. Thank oh, you. Thank you. You take care. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this insightful conversation. We will continue to uncover different aspects of ourselves through sharing with other like-minded professionals. Join me weekly as we explore the question, who am I and what is behind the Inner Gateway?